This is a Federal News Network podcast. State and local health agencies are offering free training for anyone who wants to become what's known as a COVID-19 contact tracer. The training program is organized through two organizations, the National Coalition of STD Directors and the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials. The association's chief population health and innovation officer, J.T. Lane, joins me now. Mr. Lane, good to have you on. Hi, I'm glad to be here. First of all, what is a contact tracer? What do these people do and who do they work for in general? Great question. Um, Contact tracers are a key component of our COVID-19 response nationally. These are usually individuals that work in state or local health departments and other entities that work to identify cases and identify contacts of COVID-19 cases and ensure they interview individuals that are contacts and they sort of ensure that they are access to any testing or resources they may need to get more education about their potential exposure, uh, what they need to do, uh, conversations they need to have with their provider, et cetera. And that contact tracers and, and case investigators who also do additional follow-up with uh, individuals usually work within the 59 state and territorial health departments and nearly 3,000 local health departments nationwide. So they're a key component of the COVID-19 workforce. And so you are offering training then for people that may be just private citizens that want to get into this type of work? So the training will largely be administered through the state and local health departments. So as we look to reopen in various phases as uh, various governors, local officials, and federal officials are planning, a key activity to helping contain the spread of COVID-19 is through the work of contact tracers. And so local health departments and state health departments are leading the effort to recruit, train, and deploy teams of contact tracers within their jurisdictions. So that is the criticality and the need of the training. So they're going to start with our training that is there to provide the fundamentals of the activities of contact tracing, everything they need to know about COVID-19, fundamentals of effective communication and interviews, and the fundamentals of case monitoring and, and how they sort of refer people to the resources they need as well. Because it sounds like potentially sensitive work and they might have access to some private information that as a government official or designee, they would really have to uh, be careful with. That's correct. They're going to be dealing with potentially personal health information of those cases and their contacts. So it is a very sensitive work, very important work, uh, which is why training is so important. And part of the training that we are offering includes privacy, uh, HIPAA uh, content, uh, and confidentiality, and security as well. Now, some countries have turned to cell phone data and location data for people tracking, if you will. Is this part of the training or part of the contact counting effort in the United States yet? There are several jurisdictions that are piloting different approaches. Some are uh, trying to find ways to leverage apps or digital solutions to act as a sort of a workforce multiplier for the contact tracing workforce. And so there's activities and approaches they're piloting that can help support the work of the workforce, such as documenting cases or contacts of cases within an app, for instance, that then a contact tracer would use to further ask follow-up questions of the case and contacts, et cetera. 
Some are trying to find ways to effectively use apps to do exposure notification or just general health education that, you know, if you feel like you've been in contact with someone with COVID, then you can sort of, you know, get access to the nearest testing site, for example. So there's a wide variety of applications out there for different uses. I don't think that there's a standard approach or a standard offering. There's certainly a lot of piloting going on because, you know, frankly, I've not deployed our technological capabilities in this way. So there's a lot of learning going on. We're speaking with J.T. Lane. He's the Chief Population Health and Innovation Officer at the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials. And what is the federal role on this? It sounds like this is the kind of data that could be rolled up to some of the federal health agencies as they try to deal with this on a national level. And certainly we're working with Congress and agencies um, on a solution to fund a national workforce. So we're working with various leaders to educate them on the needs of state and territorial health departments. There's, as you might imagine, there's been a contraction of the public health workforce over the past couple of decades. And so we, you know, estimate that we'll need at least 100,000 contact tracers nationwide, if not more. Obviously, that will depend upon how well we're able to contain the spread of the disease here in the United States. But we are working to secure federal funding for the state so they can uh, expand their contact tracing workforce and capabilities uh, as soon as possible. I wonder if you could convert some of the census enumerators when their work is done. They're already out on the mm-hmm. streets and kind of know this kind of thing. Uh, certainly there's been a, some innovative approaches in several jurisdictions as they've been trying to ramp up pretty quickly. There's been cases like in San Francisco where, where initially they uh, repurposed librarians with sort of a technical background that could be trained that were sort of led by a, a nurse or a clinical um, SME that could train that group of librarians because they were with public library system closed. They could be deployed as uh, initial contact tracers to make that first contact with those contacts of cases. Census, you you mentioning the census employees, absolutely. That's one other source of workforce. Uh, Some states are also, and in local health departments as well, are repurposing employees that are doing non-essential or non-critical functions to the function of contact tracing. And so um, as we sort of await maybe a, a national solution funding for this, there's a variety of ways that states are trying to get those teams ramped up pretty quickly. And does your organization, ASTO, do you have any federal grant money or is there some federal help for this effort since it's it's diffuse throughout the nation? Yeah, well, so that's what we're working with in Congress. The current ask for with uh, congressional leaders and and agency are and working in collaboration with federal partners and members of Congress and congressional staff. We put the price tag currently at $7.6 billion to be included in the next emergency supplemental bill to expand the scale of a disease investigation in case uh, and contact tracing workforce um, in the state, territorial and local, tribal, um, and federal public health agencies. So it's definitely something we're tracking closely and uh, working with all of the right partners to educate them and make sure they understand the, the critical need of this to reopen the United States. And what has the take-up been for the training opportunity so far? It's been pretty good. In the last five days, we've had more than 5,000 registrants for the course and nearly 2,000 completions, meaning they got their certificate of completion at the end, and we anticipate that will grow. We've had individuals from all 50 states and all of our territories as well take the training as well. So we're getting a good coast-to-coast and Atlantic to Pacific reach with the training. And anybody who wants to take it, it's free, and they can access it at learn.asto.org. 
J.T. Lane is the Chief Population Health and Innovation Officer at the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials, ASTO. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. It's my pleasure. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.